broadcasting from a bunker from an undisclosed location in the Nevada desert. This is the voice of the resistance. Welcome and thank you. Thank you for joining us. As always, I'm Cal and I'll be guiding you on a little journey tonight. And joining me in the bunker studio as always is the lovely Rita. Hello everyone. Like he said, I'm Rita. And thank you so much for tuning in or logging or whatever you do. Yeah, I guess you tune into a podcast, but uh, yeah. whatever. We're we're gonna have a wonderful show tonight, and we're going to keep it light and positive after the shit show from our last show. <laughs> yeah, that was all depressing stuff, Kel. We're gonna have to get back to the aliens, right? Absolutely, we are not alone, folks, and we are gonna bring you some more proof of that. So we've picked out some tidbits of the the treasure trove of stuff out treasure trove of stuff out there for you tonight. No alien sex this week, though. That episode creeped me out just a little, the whole alien sex thing. Ah, the alien menage a trois you are referring to. Yeah, your intense interest in all that. I often think, what a rather strange man I have chosen. <laughs> yes, but, but never boring. I don't think I've ever heard anyone describe you as boring, Calvin. Never. And neither will this show. This show will not be boring. It might be <laughs> offensive, infuriating, maddening, but I hope no one will ever call this show boring. And the world is never boring. That's why we like to talk about some of the wonderful things that are happening. Tell us some good news, Rita. Well, first we have to start off with some terrible news. Rita, I, I said only good news on this show. <laughs> well, we have to pray or wish for the health of Julian Assange. It was announced this week that Mr. Assange... Oh has been transferred to the hospital in Belmarsh Prison. His colleagues at WikiLeaks have noted significant weight loss in nearly two months since he's been arrested outside the embassy. Well, I hope he's okay. I mean, I hope the MI6 didn't get to him or whatever. They're like the CIA, right? The James Bond people? Right. Oh, Rita. I hope the CIA <laughs> isn't realizing that they have no case against him and he's going to make them look stupid in court. Are you sure, Gil? Come on. Oh, OJ walked. I mean, Julian is <laughs> going to get a world-class lawyer and he's going to wipe the floor with the government. I can't wait to see it. I hope they extradite him soon because I want to see them look stupid. Well, why do you think that? he'll win because their case is stupid i mean first julian is not an american he's from australia he's not a u.s citizen so he owes no allegiance but mostly what they've charged him with is complete bullshit cal actually read the indictment i could read a page of that stuff i couldn't read a page sorry they, they indicted him for, for publish, publishing classified information classified or top secret or whatever is a word for the federal government that's what they put on things for government employees and contractors who have security clearance to know what to hide it's the job of the government to make sure stuff stays secret, not the job of journalists. I agree. If they want to hide stuff, they should hide it better. It's not Julian's job to make sure your secrets don't get out. It's yours, isn't it? Yeah. These charges are an insult to the First Amendment, an absolute insult <clears throat> to the freedom of the press. We decided this shit before I was born with the Pentagon Papers. What WikiLeaks published was evidence of unpunished war crimes, and that's newsworthy. Julian committed the crime of exposing how horrible the war is. War is awful, it's immoral, and WikiLeaks embarrassed our military, and that's not a crime. No, it's not. It's actually pretty easy, but, I mean, we protect whistleblowers with who expose these corporate crimes, you know, the white-collar crimes, but we imprison whistleblowers who expose murder. I mean, Washington's values are fucked. I mean, Julian, we wish you the best. I hope you can stay safe until you're vindicated as a free man. It will happen, Julian. You will walk free someday. There's your happiness for today. Yes... That is a happy thought, Cal. We wish you the best, Julian. May 29th, 
2019 marked the 100th anniversary of the solar eclipse that proved Albert Einstein right. Cal, can you explain this to me? Absolutely. Part of uh, Einstein's theory of general relativity is that light is affected by gravity, but there's no way, there was no way to prove it before until May 29th, 100 years ago. There was a star which should have been just behind the sun on this day. It should have been hidden behind it during the solar eclipse. But it wasn't hidden? No, what happened was the light from the star actually bent around the sun and hit the earth. Now this happens every day, but we can't see it because we're looking at it. We have to look at the sun. And that's not good. Don't look at the sun. That's my public service announcement here. Don't look at the sun. Yeah, thanks, Rita. But <laughs> during the solar eclipse, the uh, the sun's light was obscured enough that, sure enough, we saw that little tiny star peeking out from behind the sun and the moon. Einstein was right. Didn't you say you thought Einstein was wrong, though? Uh, special relativity is wrong, but, you know, that's a can of worms I'm not opening today. Maybe, maybe not ever. Okay, well, happy birthday, Gravity. You're 100 years old, and yay. Yes, happy birthday, Gravity. What else is going on, Rita? Some good news. Jeopardy host Alex Trebek is doing very well in his battle against cancer. The game show host was diagnosed, diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer. Poor that's a bad cancer, man. I mean, his chances didn't look very good. But Alex has battled back and is apparently nearing full remission. I'm praying for you, Alex. Keep fighting this. Did you see his acceptance speech when he won the Emmy? Yes, I watched it with you, remember? Well, Rita, it's more of a question for the audience. Uh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> anyway, he, he had a very moving acceptance speech. <clears throat> and he even channeled Sally Field with the, you like me thing. Yes, Alex, we like you. What else is going on, Rita? Israel this week voted to dissolve their parliament after Prime Minister Netanyahu failed to form a coalition government. Hey. This marks the first time in history that an Israeli Prime Minister has failed to form a government. Hey, take that, asshole. <laughs> I don't trust this dude, Bibi, or whatever the hell they call Netanyahu. Yeah, he I drops the ball <laughs> in parliament, and he's also facing fraud and bribery charges. This is going to be a rough summer, Benjamin. So what happens if they don't have a parliament? Well, they have to have elections next fall to get another government. See, Israel's government's even more fucked up than ours. They they have so many parties, no one has a majority, and they have to form, like, teams. It's kind of like how Germany worked before the Nazis took over. I mean, it's good role models. So what happens to Nat Netanyahu? <laughs> Yahoo! <laughs> well, first the Supreme Court will see if he gets kicked out because he's dirty. I mean, we'll see after that. That's good news for me. I don't like him. Okay, I really don't know anything about him, but he has a funny name, Yahoo! Yeah, he's a Yahoo, all right. <laughs> what else we got, Rita? Theresa May announced her resignation this week after Prime Minister of the UK. She will finish her tenure on June 6th after failing to figure out any kind of deal on Brexit. This sounds good. I mean, Israel's government has fallen, London's falling, the EU's falling, France is on fire. I think the world is getting a little bit pissed off. I think we're starting to wake up and realize how badly we're getting screwed. I don't know if I'd go that far, but it does seem like there's a lot of unrest and a lot of the government's... There needs to be a lot more governments resigning. I want some resignations in this country from across the aisle. Just start firing yourself, Congress. Your approval rating is 17%. Fall on your sword and maybe the president will fall suit. I mean, just start resigning. How about that? Well, who will make the rules if we don't have a government? I say we find out. Let's break up like the EU. <laughs> Cal, quit. You don't really want that. No, 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 no. Not yet. Let's, you know, 
NSA's listening. Let's not break <laughs> up, guys. We can work it out, baby. I won't hit you no more, baby. <laughs> Is that your Ike Turner? <laughs> yeah. Ike Tur- yeah, I won't go hit you no more, America. We can break. We don't have to break up. <laughs> yeah, so it's a very, very happy week all around. Good job, Planet Earth. Keep it up, Earthlings. <laughs> Ooh, good transition, Rita. I do think it's high time we got into some alien stuff. I can tell you're getting excited. It's these pants. They're, they kind of they <laughs> puff up, you know. Pay attention to the show, Rita. Quit looking at my crotch. Hey, Cal, I could tell you had a smile on your face. Everything is genitals with you. Well, right, back to the show now that you've had the required discussion of my junk. I don't think it's required, Cal. Let's talk about aliens. Okay. As I have previously discussed, <laughs> this is a topic I have long been fascinated with. Too fascinating. I actually went, went, went to a uh, speech in college by Dr. Stanton Friedman. Who's that? Uh, Stanton was the original, one of the original UFO hunters. This guy was one of the first ones to really take a good look into Roswell, the, the crashed alien, the saucer at Roswell. And he was always on, like, Unsolved Mysteries and stuff when I was growing up. Oh, okay. So he was pretty famous. Yeah, yeah. He was, like, one of the top experts in the the field of ufology. Is that a real word? Yeah, that's what Stanton called it anyway. I mean, (laughs) the guy, he was no dumbass. I mean, he was, like, a nuclear engineer and a brilliant man. I mean, listening to him talk for, like, an hour, it just, it was life-changing. I mean, I was sold. I convinced him. This was 1998. This was actually about six months before I met Rita. Uh, I don't remember you talking about UFOs back then. I probably didn't. Uh, I probably thought you would stop having sex with me. Kyle, quit talking about me like that. I was a virgin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, not really, but why are we talking about this, Kyle? Okay, before, you know, like I was saying, before you change the subject. Hey. (laughs) Mr. Friedman, he he gave an amazing (laughs) lecture that night, and I uh, spoke to him after the, the show, and I asked him, I said, why do you think the aliens are visiting us? Ooh, what did he say? He said, uh, my best guess is they're like graduate students from a distant world, and they're studying us as like a primitive culture. We're like chimps to their Jane Goodall? (laughs) Interesting you bring that up. Uh, Jane Goodall recently, they've started kind of questioning her work as not being indicative of how chimps live, because Jane being there affected how they behaved. So when you want to study something, you study it from afar and you don't let them see you. How does that apply to aliens, though? Well, they're, they're certainly doing uh, good research. Uh, certainly, if the aliens announced their presence, they would uh, it would change how humans behave, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we would probably freak out. They'd probably start they're, they'd probably start making weapons for us to fight them. I'm guessing. Yeah, well, nothing we we could ever have we have could ever hurt them. No. So let's just hope they don't ever intend to hurt us. I don't um, think they do. We have, we have some stories from military sources. We get to that later that, that demonstrate how very defenseless we are against these guys. So these greys are graduate students. That's why they kidnap us and probe us. Yes, they probe us. Probe. <laughs> that's what uh, that's what Stanton believed anyway, or you know, was his best guess. A really cool guy. Check out his videos. Uh, here's some good YouTube videos on Stanton out there. But you should finish listening to this podcast first, of course. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Finish listening to this show, and then uh, make sure you haven't missed any of my other shows. And then you can log into uh, YouTube and check out Stanton. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm seeming bossy here. Just trying to be firm. Yes. Kale, be firm with the audience. Okay, so that that night kind of began my little trip down this rabbit hole, and I've spent more than 20 years reading and watching stuff about UFOs, and I found that the uh, the most compelling accounts in my book are the accounts from military pilots and astronauts and stuff, because these guys risked their careers to report what they saw, and they obviously have no motive to make this stuff up. I'm sure they all got made fun of, you know, poor guys, just because they told the truth. 
Yeah, I'm sure they did. Uh, I'm glad they did. The, the first sex incident I wanted to talk about uh, happened like about 15 years ago, and it only came to public light recently. This was uh, in 2004 aboard the USS Nimitz. Is that a boat? Yes, it's an aircraft carrier. So the Nimitz is about 100 miles away from San Diego, and they're doing some flight exercises, and the tower, tower suddenly radios to some of the jets up in the air. Do you guys have live weapons? They asked if they had weapons? Yeah, yeah. Actually, they did not. It was just a training flight, so they were not armed with live weapons. But the reason they'd asked was they'd picked up something in their radar at like 80,000 feet. That's crazy. That's more than twice as high as any commercial air traffic should be. So they asked these pilots to check it out. So did they see anything? Well, pilots didn't see anything up there, but uh, by the time they'd gotten there, everyone convinced themselves it was just a, an error in the radar. But when the pilots arrived, they did see something amazing. Well, what was that? Do tell. Well, the uh, the jets were circling. They saw a disturbance in the water. They saw some white water out of nowhere. Um, they at first they just saw white water. Then they passed closer a couple times, and they saw what described they described as a little tic tac fly out of the water. <laughs> I love tic tacs. The orange ones, they're the best. Okay, Rita, focus here. This is a, <laughs> this was a white tic tac. I don't like the mint ones as much. All right, but this, this alien spaceship, which looks like a white Tic Tac, flies out of the water. Uh, the guy said it was smooth, it had no markings or engines. So it actually looked like a Tic Tac? Yes, we've established that now. <laughs> and we've also uh, met a commercial for Tic Tacs, so I'll be expecting a check, gentlemen. So these, uh, these pilots start watching this alien ship fly, and uh, they said it zipped around like nothing. It seemed like it was like bouncing around like a ping-pong ball. So not like anything that we know of, huh? No, the, the G-forces these guys described, they would liquefy us, but this ship seemed to do it with ease. So uh, eventually they said it zipped right in front of them and was gone in an instant. So it just bounced around in front of them? Yeah, there's actually leaked footage from one of the jets available online. You can actually see this little tic-tac craft, or perhaps you call it a cigar-shaped craft, right? Oh, cigar-shaped. I remember that. Those are the Nordic aliens, right? The Nordic yes, ones? it's very good, Rita. The, uh, when you hear of a cigar-shaped or tic-tac-shaped craft, these are the Nordic aliens. Do not be afraid of these guys. These are the good guys. I like the Nordic aliens. I want to meet one. Yeah, they seem way more fuckable than the gray aliens. Hey, Kel, we weren't talking about alien sex this week, you said. <laughs> Sorry, Rita, I'll edit it out, of course. No, you, know. you won't. <laughs> but uh, the report of this event was just uh, released <laughs> in 2017, and it was corroborated by several pilots, and of course, the the video footage. The New York Times leaked it, I believe. Uh, now, why aren't they being arrested like Julian Assange, huh? Isn't that classified? Absolutely, Kel. This is the same thing. Free Julian. Yeah, and when they uh, they released this report, they also released the exist revealed the existence of a division of the Defense Department called the AATIP. This is a the <laughs> AA tip. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, tip. <laughs> she said tip. <laughs> <laughs> the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. These guys are the ones responsible for tracking UFO sightings for the DoD. Mm hmm. These are the men in black. Yeah, I guess Rita. This. This, this one is strong proof. The military corroborates a story with videos. They show a craft doing impossible maneuvers. This one, the first one's hard to argue with, but uh, it's certainly not the first time our military has encountered some alien craft out there. But the truth is out there. I never watched The X-Files, except uh, the movie. Didn't Mulder bang Scully? Kale, I think that he kissed her. I don't think that he banged her. And oh, hey, well, maybe the sequel. I'd bang her. Kale. <laughs> Sorry, Rita. We'd bang her. I didn't want to seem selfish. Kale, <laughs> well, that's not really what I meant. But okay, Scully and aliens and me—that works for you. 
Oh no, Rita, we can't mix other women and aliens. That might be too much for me. I, I can see there being performance anxiety problems here. Honey, I'm sure you'd perform fine. Now, can we talk about more aliens? Absolutely. As I mentioned, our military has uh, been seeing these UFOs for a long time. Uh, largely, it began during World War II. Uh, the pilots regularly regularly witness either cigar-shaped or saucer-shaped crafts and lights that would bounce around in the sky. Now, they were afraid this was advanced Nazi technology, but they named this phenomenon Foo Fighters. Not to be confused with Dave Grohl's Foo Fighters, because they are awesome. Yes, Dave named his band after these UFOs. Now, officially, the uh, U.S. military said that these sightings were actually of the V-2 rockets, courtesy of Werner von Braun. We might remember him as the Nazi who helped us get to the moon from our CIA episode. Yes, he was a Nazi, but he was a smart Nazi. Yeah, but uh, what these pilots described was was not the V-2 rocket. They described lights that would bounce back and forth like ping-pong balls. This is not how the V-2 worked. And the V-2 went in a straight line. These were aliens watching us kill each other, probably shaking their heads. Yeah, I'm sure they weren't happy, especially those Nordic guys. They want us to stop fighting each other and be kind, and so do we. Yes, we do. Please stop killing each other and stop believing that people want to kill us. Nobody wants to start a war with the U.S. They aren't stupid. Now, don't believe the CIA. But we're talking about aliens, right? Yes, we are. So, why do you think these UFOs showed up around World War II? Uh, could be they saw us fighting this massive war and wanted to watch, but uh, mm-hmm. I believe they actually began to take notice of us after the nuclear testing, which began in 1945 and the atomic bombs that we dropped in Japan. Uh, these aliens are particularly interested in these weapons. Yeah, I think they were afraid we were going to blow up ourselves, yeah, blow well, ourselves up. Well, we were. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, UFO researcher Robert Hastings has found more than 120 instances of military officials who reported frequent visits by UFOs around ICBM installations. Those are the huge missiles that are aimed at Russia, right? Yeah, they're probably aimed at everybody. Okay, <laughs> They've yes. got nuclear weapons with Toronto's name on it, probably, knowing mm-hmm. our military. That's- but the aliens, uh, they actually deactivated these ICBMs when they were checking out, checking them out. Uh, Captain of the Air Force, uh, Captain Robert Salas, reported that 10 missiles he was monitoring suddenly went offline one day out of nowhere. And it was the, at the same time that there were reports of uh, strange red lights flying around Maelstrom Air Force Base where he was stationed. Wow. Well, the aliens are able to turn off the nuclear weapons by remote control. So basically, we wouldn't stand a chance of fighting them at all? No, no. This has been reported numerous times, uh, actually. A lot of uh, fighter jets have been have uh, gotten shoot-down orders for an alien craft, and the story is the same every time. The missiles deactivate, the weapons jam, the jets will actually turn off if they get aggressive against these UFOs. Uh, so don't shoot the UFOs, people. Let's be good hosts to our alien visitors. Let's all roll out the red carpet for these things Well. Not those great guys. They sound mean. Yes, but the Nordic guys can sleep in my spare bedroom anytime. Of course, they, they probably sleep in their own pile of awesomeness. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to start a cult worshipping the Nordic aliens. Cal, we've been over this. You aren't allowed to start a cult. Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to call it a commune. So if <laughs> yeah. anybody wants to join my commune, where we also totally coincidentally, we also have mandatory Nordic alien worshipping sessions, please, <laughs> please get in touch with me. We're doing this, Rita. <laughs> okay, we're supposed to be talking about aliens. And you're recruiting for your commune. I'm not recruiting. I'm building something here. Okay. This is a belief structure we have to develop, and we have to have some rules in this place. I mean, this can't be a free-for-all today. <laughs> Cal, we'll talk about this later. More alien stuff. 
Okay, let's talk about Major <laughs> Gordon <Please>. Cooper. <laughs> okay, who's he? Mr. Cooper was one of the astronauts on the Mercury program in the 1960s. Uh, he was an early, early astronaut. A little bit of trivia, he was actually the last astronaut in space all by himself. Really? I didn't know that. Uh, they always went up in teams after that, right? Yeah. Do you think Captain Cooper jerked off during that mission? Kale, why would you wonder that? <laughs> it would probably be awesome. I mean, I would. I mean, look out. Here comes world. Oh, my goodness. Quit. And I, all over the window, too. <laughs> Seriously? Quit, Cal. That's gross. You're so gross. I just think it was probably hard to find privacy in the International <laughs> Space Station, but Gordon had all day to clean up. I mean, Jeez. okay, anyway. Gordon Cooper, while he was uh, finishing his last orbit around the Earth, uh, presumably after he cleaned the window off, Damn. he's... <laughs> He saw a green light approaching his craft. <laughs> okay, really? What happened there? Well, nothing really. It followed him for a while. It kind of zipped away. But this was actually caught on uh, radar in the ground. And Gordon's transmission, when he was talking about this, was heard and reported by NBC News, who was covering the flight. But after he landed, they were told there would be no questions about the UFOs. The cover-up began. Yes. And Gordon Cooper was a lifelong believer in UFOs. He was quite vocal about the amount of silencing going on around the world. He said every specialist in aeronautics sees things that can't be explained by modern physics and are ordered to ignore it. Do you think that's possible? I, I think it is. Uh, Robert White, he was an early test pilot uh, for the per before the space stuff. He was like 60 miles up and I saw a gray craft. He was quoted as saying, there really are things out there. We're not alone. These guys all later refused to talk about any of the stuff they've seen. Well, how many of them have talked about it, do you think? I mean, most of them at some point, uh, pretty much all of the Apollo missions had some sort of weird lights following them or unexplained objects. There were even rumors that aliens were on the surface of the moon along with Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. They were on the moon with them? Well, were they watching? Sounds like it. Um, there are people mm -hmm. who were reportedly listening to live VHF broadcasts of the Apollo mission, instead of listening to NASA's rebroadcast that most Americans had heard, uh, um, reported reported that uh, Buzz had uh, described a huge spacecraft on the edge of the crater watching them. Wow, is that possible? Could people pick up the signal from the spaceship? Yeah, I think it was Australia who was facing the moon when it happened, <laughs> but uh, I, something like that. Yeah, but I, I mean, they, were, they weren't able to scramble the signal back then, so anybody who had a powerful enough antenna could listen to Buzz shit himself looking at these aliens. <laughs> they probably invented scramblers right after that happened. <laughs> yeah, which meant I had to learn the birds and bees through those wavy little lines that my dad's oh, would. My dad wouldn't pay for Cinemax, you know. <laughs> oh, I remember that. I think I watched a few minutes of the Spice Channel <laughs> once through those lines. Rita, you perv. I'm so proud. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Curiosity killed the cat, right? I'm sure it's okay. Just uh, don't tell her about the freaky porn that we watch these days, and you'll be okay. That's, Kale, uh, I don't watch porn, like, ever. It's not my thing, I promise. It's never by my thing. I swear on everyone I love and seafood. No, it's not her thing. I promise. I'll edit it out later, but you know. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> yes, I quit expecting you to edit it out. I think that's about all the time that we have. Yeah, I think we should quit there, you know. In short, the military knows the aliens are here. The government knows they're here, and the astronauts know they're here, and now you know. We are not alone, folks. They're here watching us. Hopefully, they're the nice ones. Yes, and uh, please hit me up on Twitter at Voice of Cal if you're interested in joining my Nordic alien cult. 
Also, if you could please like our show or hit the follow button, even if you aren't interested in joining Kel's Weird Cult, and please send any non-cult related stuff to my Twitter at Voice of Rita. Yes, cult stuff to at Voice of Cal. <laughs> Random genitalia pictures to... Cal, no, no, no. Okay. Uh-huh. Only nice notes to at Voice of Rita. And uh, you can also now find us on Instagram. Uh, I forgot the site, but go ahead and find us. It's not hard. But <laughs> I also wanted to be... Uh, I wanted to first recognize the, the Voices of Misery podcast. I actually listened to some of their episodes in my car this week, and their show about Alyssa Milano's sex strike really cracked me up. Good, good take, guys. Who'd go on a sex strike? Why punish yourself, right? That's right, Rita, but uh, that's about all the time we have for you tonight. We'll be back with another episode very soon, but until then, practice peace, love, and dick jokes. Happy birthday, Cal, by the way, and yes, please be kind to each other. We'll see you soon. Oh, thank you very much. It's, it's my, it is my birthday. <laughs> it is your birthday. It's my birthday. It's, it's a little after midnight, and I just turned 41. <laughs> yeah. She asked me how old I feel. I said I feel 45. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good Take night. Take it easy, everybody. Good night. <laughs>